Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. At a time that sees us uh, mourning the loss of a queen, and I believe I fixed our audio issues from last week. Two of the most important topics of this week lead us to none other than the French and Ubisoft. And the China. French killed the Queen. No, Reggie Jackson killed the Queen. Oh, okay. You get the reference. Yep. Good job. Proud of you. I don't. It's Leslie Nielsen and what's the Naked Gun? Naked Gun. <laughs> there it is. Gamers Do Podcast, your weekly roundup of news and commentary related to the video game industry and anything else that might pique our interest. Like royal assassinations. All right, over under. Uh, On Philip's reign? Yes. How'd you know? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Over under is at 15 years. Under. That puts him to 88 if he lives. Under. I, I too like the under. So I'll go over. Okay. Somebody take a note and we'll see you in 16 years. <laughs> <laughs> or less. Uh, or tomorrow. <laughs> That's what we decided to open with. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we could have done like how many countries will try to leave the the Commonwealth. Oh, there's that one. I was going to go with how many countries attempt to steal their relic, their own relics back from the British Museum. <laughs> so many have potential, especially when so many. now they're now the the country's distracted for a weekend. You can get away with it. <laughs> they're distracted. Oh man, crazy week, crazy crazy week. It was. It's one of those where, in in a semi serious note, at this point, I had almost gotten used to her just being all immortal. Yeah. She's been around my entire life. I mean, she's she's not she died at ninety six. Yep. She's been the reigning monarch for seventy years. Nineteen twenty six, I believe. Birthday. What did it for me, what put things into perspective, was the first prime minister during her reign was uh Winston Churchill. Just a just a little name there for you. Just a little name. I think the thing I saw running around was uh, Winston Churchill was born in 1875. Okay, yeah. And then the most recent one that she, she, whatever you want to call it, uh, was, yeah, was Liz Truss a couple days ago, and she was born in 1975. Wow. 
yeah perspective <laughs> yeah crazy crazy uh it's it's fascinating genuinely it's fascinating i'm curious to see what happens i think um down with the monarchy yeah i guess the aristocracy yeah i don't know interesting to see how it all plays out for sure first time in my lifetime first time in a lot of people's lifetimes yeah most people's lifetimes i think true i don't think there are many people that are 97 yeah and if they are, that means they were one before when there was a difference. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess we should talk about video game news. I mean, if you don't want to worry about, you know, monarchs coming and going, you could always play video games. I guess. I don't know. And if you don't want to send flowers to her funeral, you could spend money instead on these games. Too harsh? Not sure. Number one, Circus Electric. For the PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Number two, a Rocksmith Plus for the PC. Learn to play guitar, you know. Yeah. Uh, number three, Biomutant comes to the current gen PS5 and Xbox Series X. Number four, Disney Dreamlight Valley for the PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Number five, Kaiju, the Kaiju dating sim. Amen. For the PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Uh... Kaiju, for some reason, just sounds like if a kaiju sneezed. That's exactly what it is. Kaiju! Kaiju! I like it. It's such a dumb joke. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's where we're at tonight. Number six, block them for the PC. What you females should do to your ex-boyfriends. Oh. Block them. That's what I do to telemarketers. Block them. That's what I do to anybody that has interest in me. Block them. <laughs> <laughs> I took my own advice too far. <laughs> I don't even let them break up with me. You just don't even... No attachment. Just so, skips right to the breakup. Exactly. I, I, I do too many speedruns in video games, and here we are. It boiled over into speedrunning. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, number seven, hyper violent for the PC. Don't even make it, Matt. It's too easy. Of a Come choice. on. <laughs> number eight, justice sucks. Tactical vacuum action for the PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Do you want just, to? Do you want there's to? There's just too many good ones. Here. I'll leave that one there. No, I'll, okay, I'll, we'll right. just move on. Number nine, rift sweepers for the PC. The the past three, hyper violent, tactical vacuum action, and rift sweepers. I could all make the same joke. Don't worry, because you got another one coming. Number 10, Road Warden for the PC. There you go. Ask cash or grass. <laughs> I was going to say all three of those could describe my toilet my uh, toilet trips. Oh, interesting. Uh, the one and two and in th- three names could do it for me. Uh, anyway, number 11, Steel Rising for the PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. Don't have that problem, I guess. Sad panda. Oh, man. Oh, sad days. Crying in the club. Speaking of that, number 12, Betrayal at Club Low for the PC. You're telling me. <laughs> <laughs> number 13, Broken Pieces for the PC. All right. You're getting a little too close to home right now. Number 14, <laughs> Cat Maze for the PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. <laughs> Don't have that problem. <laughs> Some days I wish that's what I had. <laughs> a, cat, a cat maze. Just had to get through a cat maze. Uh Number 15, NBA 2K23. Again, 
every, you just you whatever. It's on everything by the Switch. Number 16, Splatoon 3. Forgot officially about out that. for the Switch. Forgot about that one. I'm debating now that I've glanced down if I want to just... Yep, you're doing odds. I'm doing odds? Yep. It's great. I specifically designed this document that you do a switcheroo on me. No! (laughs) That's not true at all. The double mind games. (laughs) I wish I did. It would be really funny if you did design it and I had to guess what I thought you tried to design it for. Eventually, I'm going to say I'm going to take every other odd one. (laughs) (laughs) So one, five, nine. (laughs) Uh, We just started doing like a crazy like we have to rock, paper, scissors for every news article. One, like, do, basically doing a rhyming scheme. A, B, B, A. Yeah. B, B, yeah. C. That's the weird one. <laughs> it's... All right. Number one, Masa Ito, Ito, Masa Ito, is leaving Sony Interactive Entertainment and retiring at the end of September. The 60-year-old representative director and executive vice president joined Sony in 1986, initially working on Sony's in-car audio equipment. Before he joined PlayStation in 2000. During his time at the games division, Ito was responsible for engineering many of Sony's consoles, including the PlayStation 4 and its Pro model, as well as the PlayStation 5. Uh, he also designed peripherals for the PlayStation 2 and was in charge of designing the PlayStation Portable. So, uh, yeah, pretty pretty interesting. One of Sony's designers. Long, yeah, a lot of stuff. Yeah. Long, I mean, long time. That is a long time. And an interesting trajectory in car audio to to game consoles. I guess it kind of makes sense, though, because at the time, 86, you kind of wanted really good in car audio. Yeah. If you were that person. It's true. I wonder whatever, like, is Sony, do they still do audio? I think so, because they still make headphones and stuff. Whether or not they do, like, full audio systems, probably. They used to make, like, head units for cars and speakers and subwoofers and amplifiers. They probably still do. Probably a little bit harder to find than some other stuff, maybe. Interesting. Maybe you have to import them? Maybe. Japan only? Are you fucking lifting weights over there? No, my fucking water bottle fell out. You know what? Screw it. It's going to stay on the ground now. Number two. This one might be a little confusing. And not just because Nate's going to read it in a French accent. Fucking booby trapped you. Oh, Ubisoft has another. <laughs> Uh, I'm not doing that the whole time. Ubisoft has announced a partnership between Tencent and Guimont Brothers Limited, or GBL. Uh, Never mind. That will see Tencent indirectly increase its stake in Ubisoft. The Chinese firm is investing $297 million into the Guimont Brothers Limited for a 49.9% stake at the company. Ooh, that's really close. Mm Mm-hmm. The deal only gives Tencent 5% of voting rights in GBL, but no seat on the board of directors or consent or veto rights in the operation of the business. With the deal, Tencent has joined the Guimont family in collectively owning 29.9% of Ubisoft shares with voting rights. Tencent already owned almost 13% of Ubisoft shares before this deal. However, in connection with the deal, Ubisoft's board of directors has given Tencent permission to increase its directly owned stake in Ubisoft from 4.5% to just under 10%. Tencent will not be able to sell its shares for five years, nor will it be able to increase its stake beyond that 10% threshold for eight years. So basically, 
Ubisoft's kind of on the way out and Tencent lurking. That's, you summed it up perfectly. Perfectly. Tencent is Randy Orton <laughs> for WWE fans. Just lurking around, slithering. lurking around, slithering around. And eventually he's going to RKO out of nowhere and boom, Ubisoft's out. Yep. So basically, I'm like, all right, the Gima family wants some money. Tencent's like, hey, we'll give you money. And they're like, ah, you really freak us out, you Chinese company, you. And they're like, listen, we'll give you money and we won't want, we'll, we'll, we'll just stay where we are and we won't have any voting rights for eight years. And Gima family's like, okay. And the Chinese company's like, bitch, we played the long game. We got you now. That's basically. It's the, yeah, we won't take voting rights for eight years because you won't exist in two. Yeah. This is, they, they <laughs> got the foot in the door and now they're just going to be like, hey, how about, uh, how about another 2%? It's like the, like we'll the give cl- you, we'll give you a hundred, we'll give you 50 million for 2%. I like the fun, probably boardroom picture that I have in my head where they're Gimal family on one side, Tencent on the other. They make the deal and then immediately they retreat to two different boardrooms mm-hmm. and Tencent's like, <laughs> Idiots and Kimo family's going. Why? <laughs> like they just they just can't see it. And they're just like, but but well, why? Uh, Doesn't this seem fishy? And they all are just kind of like looking at each other. And then it slowly becomes the meme where two people suggest something and one guy's rational and then he gets thrown out the window. Yeah, yeah. it's like. Doesn't anybody kind of find it weird that we're potentially feeding a takeover from Tencent? <laughs> Meanwhile, Vivendi's like, what the fuck? <laughs> or the the real 3D chess, shadow, 4D chess shadow game is Vivendi in a third press room going, or third board room going, yes, it's all coming together. Ubisoft. Little, little did anybody know Vivendi gave Tencent the money for Tencent to then spend. <laughs> Or Tencent already bought Vivendi or something. That's true. Shit. Yeah, yeah, they already own them. <laughs> Legally uh, or otherwise. Crazy. All right, number three. Microsoft announced that it, w- it will be releasing a less expensive core version of its Xbox Elite Series 2 controller. Wonder what brought that on. Uh, while the existing black Xbox Elite Series 2 controller will continue to be available for $180, Microsoft is also releasing a white core edition for $130 on September 21st. Uh, the big difference between the two pads is that the core version will not come packed in with the charging dock, carrying case, and swappable parts, which include rear paddles, thumbsticks, and D-pad. Core customers who want those extra pieces will be able to buy them separately in a $60 complete component pack. <clears throat> Interesting. I'm assuming it's because PlayStation announced a yeah, similar. So the moment they did, it was just Microsoft was probably sitting on this the entire time, just going, "Come on, yeah, come on, come on! I want you to do it. I want you to do it. I announce it." Uh, the other thing is Microsoft is adding the Elite Series controllers to its uh, Xbox Design Lab. So, oh, so you can make them pretty now? Yes, hell yeah! Purple I controllers. You can make sure to get one that says "Gamers 2" on it. Yep, you could do that. Yeah, that'd be a failure. 
Number four, according to PlayStation CEO Jim Ryan, Microsoft has promised to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation for three years beyond the current agreement between Activision and Sony. Here's the full quote from him. Quote, I hadn't intended to comment on what I understood to be a private private business discussion, but I feel I need to set the record straight because Phil Spencer brought this into the public forum. Oh my god, Jim. Microsoft has only offered for Call of Duty to remain on PlayStation for three years after the current agreement between Activision and Sony ends. After almost 20 years of Call of Duty on PlayStation, their proposal was inadequate on many levels and failed to take account of the impact on our gamers. We want to guarantee PlayStation gamers continue to have the highest quality Call of Duty experience, and Microsoft's proposal undermines this principle. I now am so annoyed with PlayStation. No, they didn't bring it up. You brought it up. I think this is a bad strategy. It's a really bad strategy. They're trying to play the victim. Yes. But they suck at it. They do. I think this is the... At this point... Because now you're just like... You're causing drama. When really what you should have done is immediately been like, use that leverage with Microsoft and be, if you want, if you're really worried about Call of Duty, go, hey, Microsoft, Phil, Phil, buddy. Homie, homie, bro. Listen, bro. We're not ready for Game Pass on PlayStation. I'm sorry. But we'll tell the regulators that it's cool if you buy Activision Blizzard, if you will. Write another contract that Call of Duty stays on PlayStation for another 10 years. And then Phil's like, you know what? Okay, I'm a good guy. Good guy, Phil. That's what we call him. Good guy, Phil. That's true. That's true. And we do call him the CEO of games. <laughs> good gamer, Phil. And <laughs> you immediately go back to your boardroom. A lot of boardrooms in this episode. That's true. You immediately go back to your, your Sony boardroom. You go, listen, guys. I want a better game than Call of Duty right now. And then he stares at Naughty Dog and all of 47 of its new studios. And, he's and Naughty like, Dog goes, Last of Us? <laughs> you son of a bitch, chime in. <laughs> Just yeah. when I think I'm out, they pull me back in. <laughs> the uh, Seeing how they've killed every studio that would have done it. Yeah, I mean, we don't we don't fret over the details. So here's here's the other funny part, right? Sony bought Bungie. Yeah, go make a fucking game, Bungie. You or, piece of shit. Or pull Destiny from Xbox. Get your shit together, Bungie. Same goes for you, 3 for 3 Industries. Wait a second. <laughs> Something here's not right. But yeah, just pull, pull, Bun- pull Destiny from Xbox. Yeah. I there, mean, problem solved. You know what? Why don't you stop having logical ideas? I right. can't not do that. We're talking about Sony right now. They don't. They. You don't want to bring dishonor. <laughs> but that's to the their thing. Family. If that was still their motif, if if their motif was I bring a guard to dishonor to our family, then I could have understood it. I could have ran with that. That could have been a thing still because they that codex wouldn't be bitching like this. Yeah, this codex would have gone back into the boardroom and gone. I want a better version. Yeah, right now. And they would have hired that guy to do all their press releases because they can't have Mark Cerny coming out here doing his soft vocal stuff anymore. Yep. Because as much as we love Cerny, you can't have him coming out going, and now we have our new competitor to Call of Duty. 
Act three. With more guns than you've ever seen. <laughs> oh, maybe if you got creepy, people might be into it. They might be like, oh my god. If we got, got Mark Cerny Joker. This, guy, this guy's got dark side. Ugh. Did you think Knack was too friendly? What if I gave him guns? <laughs> lots and lots of guns. Like, uh, right. can you, can you okay? And then you just <laughs> you, see him. Did you stop cut. taking your medication? You just like, hear that in the background of the camera, and you just see him like do the hard cut to like, what? <laughs> oh, Every man. Batman villain as they're doing their speech, only to get interrupted and then murder the person that interrupted them. Chaos. It's all chaos. No, that's Square Enix. Number five. You get the reference. You get the reference. Like, every one of their games mentioned chaos. Oh, yeah. Every time they did a reveal. It was that they had to stop chaos, or chaos was here, or oh, yeah. chaos. That's all it was. Number five, speaking of Call of Duty, Activision has announced a showcase that it says will reveal the future of Call of Duty franchise. <laughs> Dubbed Call of Duty next, the showcase will take place at 1 p.m. Eastern. On September 15th, according to the press release, the showcase will focus on the upcoming sequel to 2019's Modern Warfare, as well as what it's calling Warzone 2.0 and the new Warzone mobile experience. An established COD leaker has said the next COD. (laughs) Come on, he leaks COD, all right? What What a good LinkedIn fucking title. I've been a COD leaker for the last <laughs> two years. Like, how do you talk about, like, how? there's no good way to describe, like, someone who, like, leaks content. Like, what do you, what do you, like... Well, what are they, aren't they just normally considered leaks? Yeah, I guess. But, like, what do you, how do you, like, oh, a person who leaks? That doesn't sound good either. <laughs> they are the one who leaks. <laughs> uh, where was I? Leaker. Um... <laughs> An established COD leaker has said that the next COD would deal with the 2003 Iraq War and occupation, as well as Operation Enduring Freedom, uh, which was the code name for the President Bush-initiated global war on terror. So the immediate response to that that I saw and, was, and like, was the best response. Okay. Was, holy shit, George Bush is about to be a character in Warzone in a battle pass. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And if they got him to do voice lines of where we, we dro- get... where, where we dropping boys would be just like obviously there's a lot of animosity around that entire situation and political strife and uh, and you know murder and yada 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 I get that but the comedic levels of if you got George Bush to do voice lines or you ripped voice lines from his speeches and then you dropped him as a character at the end of the battle pass holy shit. <laughs> You want to talk about a metaverse. <laughs> um, it's real cute what you got over there, Fortnite. Too bad I'm just putting war together over here. I, I mean, really? Can you imagine if they started just dropping in full generals from every war? What? Yeah, but what if we had like a Dick Cheney? Well, the issue with Dick Cheney is that only he can kill his own teammates. <laughs> uh, Honestly, that would be a funny mode. You'd play one versus 100 because it'd be um, like zombie infected, except somebody's Dick Cheney. That's good. That's good. (laughs) It's Dick Cheney and a bunch of people that look like quails. Is Schwarzkopf, is he he this war? 
Oh god, I don't remember. Because he used to wear two watches. That was always his thing. Well, because he wore two watches. It's always time for war. Yeah, I mean that's <laughs> that's why. <laughs> oh god, I'm pretty sure he got asked in a press conference, "Why do you wear two watches?" And he's because it's always time mm-hmm. for war. <laughs> oh god, I love it. I love it so much. Is there anything more American than doing what we're doing right now? Belittling the entire invasion and mur- mass murder of a majority of the Middle East. I guess not. I mean, we did open the podcast picking on the fact that the, the queen, queen is dead. So, it's 1776 all over again, baby. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Cod, do you care? Yeah. Do you care? I'm always intrigued to see what they, they're going to do. I'm really intrigued how they're going to handle the Iraq War one. Like, just how do you? Ha- it's too. It's so recent. Yeah, Rel- relative to all the other stuff and the technical like made up stuff or maybe like the Russia thing from the original or sorry. From See, the, I think the I think now is the perfect warfare. time because we have we have a we have like a nuclear uh, adversary. Sure. It's Russia and China. Yeah. So you can get away with it now. So now you can get away with it. Yeah. The uh, the only thing is that it's still so it's so fresh that like the 18 year olds that would be playing were the ones that were born during that. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, well, but they don't 18 remember. 18 to 22-year-olds. No, they don't, they're not going to remember. But, I mean, like, all of the, the 90s babies 100% remember. Mm-hmm. And it's the... It's just the how do you... I mean, I think the problem is going to be our demographic. Because yeah, that's it's like, I mean, yeah. Um, well, a lot of uh, people around our age, a couple of years younger than us, a couple of years later than us, they, some of them would, would have gone through this. Yeah, the whole so. time. I think it'll be interesting. Like, do you open the game with the trade centers getting taken down? Is that your opening cutscene? That'd be wild. And then you just hear the good old like dun 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 dun. dun that's battlefield, but like, yeah, I that, just dubstep <laughs> drop in right then. Is I didn't that when think about that part playing? for some reason. I did not think about the because you do have to. There would have to be some sort of contact. So you just say, yeah. "Oh, here by the way, here's the two. What if they put you on the plane as the terrorists?" That too far? <laughs> the original Modern Warfare, so Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare, when they do Mile High Club at the end, mm-hmm. do you just fail? Are you guaranteed to fail? You attempt Mile High Club, but it's you realize at the end of the last second that it's actually you failing and you're crashing into the World Trade Center? That's probably way too far. What if you're just instead, they put you... I'm going to say is that's a good thing we do not make video games. That's true. What if... Because they've been doing a lot of things where, like, they try to show you events from, like, different angles or yada yeah. yada. What if you're just one of the firefighters from the one, the original videos that looks up and sees the plane go in? And you are now sprinting towards the building at the back of the truck. Like, that's who you play is running into that building. Only to then find yourself as now signed up and have gone to war. I don't know. Crazy, right? I don't know. It's because it's all of this is so... Like where do you, in my mind it's yeah not, like where do you start like i mean i guess it's not even where i guess you start. it's i lived through the whole thing i yeah. know the whole thing it's not like korea or vietnam or world war ii where i'm going so i think i don't have actual like shots of that in my head um, i think then the only way to do it and have it not be like you know people tear it apart is you go super small scale and just ignore all the big stuff like you basically make it known that oh this we're in the Iraq War we're in Baghdad or something like that and then you just do like the old your, Fallujah yeah you you do your normal like you know room clearings and like you know yeah but they're usually telling like a global story lately 
some type of something. You're hunting somebody. So it's like, I don't know. I just don't know what you do. Yeah. Because the whole thing in, in 2019's Modern Warfare, they had a mission that was the war crimes one that got was flipped. Uh-huh. So they showed, in the game, they showed Russia committing war crimes when it was the U.S. that committed war crimes, technically during the, like that actual mission that happened in real life. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, okay, do you now tell Call of Duty of the Iraq War from the extreme patriotism angle that nothing went wrong? Do you actually go to Iraq and find WMDs? Is that the twist they put in the game? Colin Powell and George Bush are in the battle pass for Warzone. Dick Cheney's the infected mode. I don't know. I don't know. I guess we're along for the ride on this like, one. We're out here just making memes, but like Someone's gonna have to come up with this fucking plan. There, like I, f- I figured if I saw it, it would have been when I was fifty. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Not now. Yeah, like when your kids are like playing video games, right? And you're fucking yeah, and I'm having to go like, okay, listen, this is how war actually works. Yeah, yeah. Not when I'm out here going, put George Bush in the battle pass and make free money. Like that's yeah. We shall see. Can't wait till the Queen's in the new season of Warzone. Anyway. Because <laughs> it would just be like that, uh, the opening of the London Olympics. She's gonna remember be like the next. Ju- Gandhi. Remember when she jumps out of the plane with James? Gandhi? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's gonna be like the next Gandhi, where like in in a video game, where like she's just new crazy, or like there's some oh, crazy the thing Ga- about the her. Gandhi civilization. Yeah, joke where he becomes new Cappy. Yeah, yeah. Gandhi with nukes is a terror no one wanted to see. Number seven though, G Fuel. <laughs> Fired five of its talent managers day after I lied. Number six. You can keep going. Vodio Games. Vodio? Vodio Games announced on its Twitter account that it is shutting down. The studio's final project will be to bring its debut game, Beast Breaker, to Steam. The turn-based RPG launched on Switch and Epic Games Store last September. Vodio was also notable for having the first certified union of game developers in North America. That union was formed in December. Whew. Figured it was. Uh, I don't even remember what that game is. So I don't either. I don't think. It, I don't think we ever really. I don't think it was ever really relevant. I think. Yeah. It, I think what made them was relevant the was union. the union. Yep. Just thought it was an interesting twist, considering how like the unions of everything else. Yeah, most companies are. Speaking of unions, uh, Quick was in Albany. Yeah. Yeah. Little Mikey Barra. That's crazy. He Love tweeted that. and he's like, hanging out with the with the Blizzard Albany or whatever. And I was like, it's weird. It's weird to see that, but it's like it makes sense. Like, yeah, it's a studio. You got to go. Yeah, with it's a studio. studio. It's yours. You'd you'd be there. Yeah. But then it's just like it's in Albany. Fuck. <laughs> just weird. It is weird. Uh, well, let's just get right into the G Fuel, G Fuel one. Number seven, G Fuel fired five of its talent managers a day after they complained to HR about company founder and CEO Cliff Morgan using offensive language in a work meeting. Digiday, which is some website that I've never heard of, spoke with 11 current or former G Fuel employees who described an assortment of inappropriate behavior by company management in particular, a video call where Morgan blamed declining sales on the talent management team, referring to previously laid-off talent managers as lazy motherfuckers. And <laughs> That's a quote, by the way. And calling the then-current staffers on the call, 
quote, retards, end quote. He reportedly ended the call with a promise that nobody would be fired. The next day, seven talent managers who had been at the meeting were laid off, including the five who complained to HR. A representative for G Fuel told, told Digiday that comments like lazy motherfuckers were intended as broad descriptors rather than criticisms of specific people. Unreal. That makes it okay. Uh, you can't... I wasn't talking about specifically you, but you, all of you. <laughs> you lazy motherfuckers. Listen, I can say those things, but I, I'm not a CEO of a company. Uh, so funny. So good. Chief Fuel just out here continuing to win the hearts and minds of a bunch of idiots. <laughs> yeah. Number eight. EA announced that it's launched Ridgeline Games, a new studio that will focus on the narrative development of the Battlefield franchise. The newly established developer will be overseen by Halo co-creator Marcus Leto. Respawn founder and head of the Battlefield franchise, Vince Zampella, said, quote, We're continuing to invest in the future of the franchise by bringing in new talent and perspectives. With Marcus and his team at Ridgeline Games joining the world-class global team, we have, ar- we have already we already have in place. Battlefield is in the strongest position to succeed. Uh, you know what, Vince? Happy you think that. It's funny because you nixed a single player, and now you're hiring an entire team to make a single player thing. So that's a funny development. That being said, 2042, also not a good state. Also, also... <sighs> I'm going to jump right into the next one because it's somewhat relevant. Uh, number nine, speaking of Battlefield, EA has announced that longtime Battlefield developer Lars Gustafsson is departing from the company and developer DICE. As reported by GameSpot, the creative director will be moving on to an unnamed new opportunity. Gustafsson joined... Is that how you say that? I feel like that's how you say that. I would probably say Gustafsson. Gustafsson. Joined EA via its DICE subsidiary in 2000, and for 20 years he worked on the FPS franchise. During his time with the series, he went on to be known as Mr. Battlefield. The news of Gustav Gustav's, Gustavsson's whatever fuck it <laughs> departure from EA took place during the announcement launch for Ridgeline Games. Crazy, another twenty year. Yeah, yeah. funny to have the nickname Mister Battlefield. It is. Um, hey, have you seen Mister Battlefield today? No. I feel like this is going to be like a turning point for Battlefield to where like better or worse. <laughs> better, I think. Like this is. This is Vince, like, 100%, like, settled in and in control now. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't think he was in control for 2042. Yeah. I think he was half in control. Yeah, exactly. It was, like, transitioning, and now yeah. he's, like, he's on. he's got all hands on the controls, and he's like, all right, we're splitting shit up. We're doing... He's no longer just tweaking the knobs. He built the new control board. Yeah, yeah. Pretty interesting, especially if it, it's... If it plays out like he's going to take the Call of Duty approach, where like he has multiple teams that are like kind yeah. of what he came from, yeah, 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 Call of Duty approach, doing the old hopscotch or leapfrog or yeah, not hopscotch. That's leapfrog. I think that's what I want. Where you jump over the other person? Yeah, you know, like you, you got your your developer makes a game, and then the next developer makes the next game. That whole thing. Oh, the back and okay. forth action there. Yeah, yeah. So each team gets essentially two years. 
Good luck. Yeah, I mean, that's... <laughs> Can't fuck it up, then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it's a good idea. <laughs> Number 10, uh, it looks like Cyberpunk 2077 is getting one expansion. It In announcing its first half financial results, the company said it would be launching the first and only expansion for the game next year. The add-on, called Phantom Liberty, will only release on the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X and PC platforms, leaving PlayStation 4 and Xbox One Cyberpunk players behind. The company stressed that Cyberpunk 2077 will remain, will remain playable, and the company will provide tech support for it on all platforms. While platform, or while, oh my gosh, I can't read. While Phantom Liberty will be the only major add-on to Cyberpunk 2077, CD Project Senior VP of De- Business Development Michael Novakowski, Novakowski uh, told investors the company has further plans for the franchise. So, about Phantom Liberty, there's a trailer, but it doesn't show too much. The protagonist, V, you, is taking an oath of allegiance to serve the new United States of America. Johnny Silverhand returns as the ghost in your head, warning you that swearing yourself to the new United States is a bad idea. (laughs) There is also an update released for Cyberpunk that brings transmog to the game and cross-platform saves, among a slew of other things. During the same earnings call, CD Projekt Red CEO Adam Kaczynski recently revealed their... Oh, God, I can't read. Their next Witcher saga would actually encompass multiple games, referencing their original Witcher trilogy as an example. Quote, We have in mind more than one. The first saga was three games, so now we are thinking about more than one game, but we are in pre-production of the first game from the second saga. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, 
Thoughts? Feelings? I like that they are potentially thinking of it as a three-game thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully in the way that they do think of the first ones where you had complete stories inside of them still, but returning characters and stuff. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. The cyberpunk thing is kind of whatever, honestly. I have no interest. I think it's the corniest of storylines based on what I just read. And I'm surprised that Johnny's back based mm-hmm. on how you can end in whatever. It's just, it's like whatever. I don't. Yeah. And I'm, I'm fine with the one and only expansion thing. I think it's a good idea to, I think that funny is that perfect. Multiplayer is a hundred percent next. Yeah. I think it's perfect though. Like you kind of got to get away from it at this you point. You need to. Yeah. You can't announce the new Witcher game and then attempt to keep holding on to cyberpunk. Like you didn't entirely bottle it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, number 11, developers Crystal Dynamics and Eidos Montreal have taken control of several gaming IPs from previous owner Square Enix. Square Enix. I don't know why I say Enix. Because we always used to. It's the same way that it's not Eidos. Was it Eidos? No, there's no second I. Should be Eidos. Eidos? I believe. Eidos and Enix. Eidos and Enix. You learn, you learn something new every day. Uh, Tomb Raider is now back in the hands of Crystal Dynamics, which made several games in the series between 2004 and 2016. The studio is also now in control of the Legacy of Kane series. Crystal Dynamics said in a blog post that as a result of this change, it is, quote, now the owner of these games and the controller of the gameplay and personal data related to them, end quote. The whole personal data thing is weird. I'm assuming that just means, like, assets and stuff? Yeah, I think they mean, like, IP. Yeah. Not... Hey, you played this game once in 2007. We own your data. Yeah. So it's Eidos. Is that what we think? That's what I believe. All right. Eidos Montreal also announced that it has reclaimed, quote, games and developed games it developed like Deus Ex and the Thief games, end quote. It also added that it now controls data obtained from gameplay of those titles. Interesting to see what that ends up meaning in the future. Yes. Like, oh, are we getting a new Tomb Raider? Are we getting another Deus Ex? Are we getting another Thief? I think you'll definitely see another Deus Ex because, like, I feel like that game concept has only become more relevant as our society has developed in its I feel direction. like it has, but I feel like they never sell that well. No, because they never quite get it right. Right, exactly. It's like communism. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think... Tomb Tomb Raider will definitely see again for sure. Yeah, I think I'm just curious what we'll see because that was the whole joke. They, we've talked about it before, where they've announced that they were like working on another one or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's always been the joke of okay, is she just going to become a mass murderer of indigenous people again because it's what yeah. she's slowly become. Yeah, I mean, I think I'd rather see them do Legacy of the Cain just because like Legacy of the Cain, Legacy of Cain. It's um, been forever. It has like it, I, I, I mean, it's. That I'm sick of seeing the same shit over and over again. Yes, of course. So always new new things would be nice. Push boundaries a little bit. I don't know. Get a little risque. Yeah, get risque. Number twelve. Sony is rolling out a new PlayStation Five system software update that includes 1440p resolution support, a new games list feature, and UX and social improvements. The 1440p option allows PS5 owners to pick this resolution on compatible TVs and monitors. If games fully support 1440p, then they'll natively output this as a resolution. Otherwise, 4K games will improve anti-aliasing by using super sampling down to a 1440p input. 
Oh, God, nerd numbers. The only drawback is that variable refresh rate won't be supported at 1440p, but will only work at 1080p and 4K on the PS5. Oh, what? This PS5 update also includes a games list feature, which is essentially folders for games. Sony has also added new social features, which include the ability to request a screen share from a friend in a party. Don't use my PlayStation enough for any of that stuff. Nope. Don't have enough games that I need a folder. Don't play online with people that need the screen share feature. And I don't have a 14... I have a 4K TV, not a 1440 TV, so... PC problems, really. Losers. Who plays on PC? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Me loading up World of Warcraft beta after this. <laughs> All right. Were you, were you debating nixing it? Nixing what? Oh, there's just big pause before this massive story. Yeah, yeah, sure yeah what just, you were. just thinking about life, you know. All right, number thirteen. Well, it's 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 just a fun thing because it's a it's a leak, you know, it's a leak, and like it's probably accurate. So I feel obligated to talk about it. But guess what? We're just going to talk about it again next week. Okay, cool. What's this leaker's name? According to a pair of reports from reliable insiders, Tom Henderson and Jason Schreier. Oh, well. Uh, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's not as good as Cod Leaker. Yeah. At least they get names. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Lame. Ubisoft is planning to unveil six different Assassin's Creed projects this weekend. Uh, the headliners will be, <laughs> see, I put header liners there. The headliners will I al- be, th- I already, you said the, the first line and I, now I just don't want to talk about it. Okay. Um, you, you said six projects. Initially the joke last week was three there. I think now we've doubled that number. All right. The doubling of the number thing is, is a clickbait thing. It's clickbait. I'm worried by Monday it's 12. It's clickbait because <laughs> they're splitting up everything that's in infinity. Oh, no. Strap in. (laughs) The headliners will be the first two chapters included in Ubisoft's upcoming Destiny-like Assassin's Creed Infinity live service platform. The first of these settings, codenamed Project Red, is in development at Ubisoft Quebec and will take place in ancient Japan. Players are said to play as a samurai-like assassin. And while players can choose their gender, as usual, it seems concept art indicates the female character is likely the canon one. The second Assassin's Creed Infinity chapter, codenamed Project Hex. How do you say that? H-E-X-E. Hex. Hex? All right, going with Hex. Is being built at Ubisoft Montreal and is said to take place in the Holy Roman Empire in the 16th century. Hot damn. Odyssey? Nah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just I'm just being fucking wild here. Uh the but Empire isn't it like right around then? Um or that six, would no, be 16th later. I think that's like um it's later than Odyssey. Uh, Renaissance, right? Yeah, it's closer to uh Yeah, yeah, I I wrote it in here. So back to the Renaissance period. Uh, Perhaps most interesting, as the codename implies, it's said Project Hex's story revolves around witch hunts and trials and should have an unusually dark tone. In addition to the first two Assassin's Creed Infinity settings, Ubisoft is reportedly preparing to show several other titles, like Assassin's Creed Mirage, 
Other games likely to be shown include Assassin's Creed Jade, a mobile title set in China, Assassin's Creed Nexus, a VR project, and more Assassin's Creed Valhalla DLC. The Ubisoft Forward event is this Saturday, so next week we can decide how accurate these leaks are. Nate's so thrilled, he's speechless right now. He's just in awe of the wonder that is Ubisoft. He can't wait to go find the Gima family and pledge his loyalty to them forever. And inevitably become enslaved by the Chinese overlords known as Tencent. I mean, I was with you until the end. (laughs) Um, They need to get control of themselves. If this turns out to be legit, though, can we just stop for a second? Let's just stop. Think about this. Not one. Not two. Not three. Not four. Mm -hmm. Not five. Six Assassin's Creed projects. You know what's been in development for a very long time? It looks like a dog took a shit and then a human being stepped on it. And then a cat came over and ate that shit and then vomited it up in a bunch of dead grass. Skull and bones. Skull and bones. And then you know what else we saw a long, long time ago? And then Joseph Gordon-Levitt was like, guess what, guys? You're going to help us develop this game. It's going to be great. And you know what we haven't seen since then? What other game do they have that's in development that we haven't seen in forever? Yeah, but it wasn't JGL for that. It wasn't? No. Are you sure? Yes. What who what was he there for? Which one did he do? He he did something different. Oh, I thought that was that one. No. So the one you're talking about is Beyond Good and Evil 2. Yes. That's not him though. Okay. Beyond Good and Evil 2 was where the two people came out, the two creative directors or whatever, and cried together on stage. Okay. JGL came out because he had a thing uh that was more like a uh, development asset suite that they were announcing. I thought that was for Beyond Good and Evil 2. They were partnered with them, but that his thing is independent technically mm. of every game because okay. they were using assets of like you could, you know, make a poster or a billboard and like mm. it would be in the game and stuff like that. Okay. All right. Um, and then also they pulled Elijah Wood for another game, but that game's been out. So, mm. well, everything I said is not true anymore. Oh, sounds no. great. Beyond Good and Evil 2 is still in that same exact, like, what the fuck scenario because they just hired their creative director, like, four podcasts ago. Oh, yeah, we're not done. Next articles. Oh, I know Ubisoft. we're not done. <laughs> but I don't want to continue because I'm annoyed at Assassin's Creed. Okay. It's six of these. Oh, yeah. Six of these, and how many division games? Two. That you know of. Yes. The mobile okay. one and, and, uh, the other one the midwest one that's a suspiciously low number for ubisoft (laughs) (laughs) only two you sure you guys couldn't crank out like another five just kind of hash this up and do it all over again stretch yourselves paper thin because it's worked out so well in the past i you've only canceled how many uh ghost recons now they're always like so close but totally missed the mark like there's there's strokes of good ideas in there like the idea that 
Assassin's Creed Infinity as a live service game, you have developers doing like projects like you have your Japan. Like that idea is neat. Mm-hmm. But then when you add in the cavalcade of other games that comes behind it, like, oh, mobile game, oh, VR game. Uh, if they if you were like. I don't know. I don't even know. Like if you were like Microsoft who did this with a franchise. I'd be like, yeah, you got the bandwidth. But, like... (laughs) The issue is that they are, like, the person that you play beer pong with as a partner, right? They can't hit a cup to save their life. Mm -hmm. But every now and then, they'll win the game, and it makes everybody want to play with them still. Yeah. But knowing that they somehow can't hit the other ten easiest cups on the board. So let me tell you a story this one time. (laughs) I went to a beer pong tournament. With uh, one of my friends, Appleby. Oh, all right. And I was driving, so I couldn't drink. Oh. So he had to drink all for both of us. Oh. So you're cleaning, cleaning the table. I, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, we went through this beer. We were in this beer pong tournament for way longer than we should, strictly because I was sober. Right. But he's like Ubisoft at this. Where, like, he just kept going because, like, he didn't know any better at this point. Yeah. And Young Wilder. I've never seen this before. Like, I, in, in retrospect, it's I'm sure it's a common thing. But he for sure had alcohol poisoning. He spent the entire next day or two on the couch. And every capillary in his face, like, burst. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And, like, he just was, like, he just looked like he got fucking hit by a train. Yeah. Probably did. Ubisoft. <laughs> <laughs> Ubisoft devs. Yeah. Yeah. All right, that was that's fun. Uh but speaking of Ubisoft, number fourteen, and their inability to control leaks. <laughs> they, <laughs> it's, it's funny. Because like the implication <laughs> They seem to accidentally put up a store page for the Division Heartland that labeled the game as coming soon. In addition to the coming soon label, the page seems to largely vindicate insider Tom Henderson leaks about the Red Storm Entertainment developed game. Here's what the page listed. Tom Clancy's The Division Heartland is a free to play survival action multiplayer shooter set in small town middle America. And if those aren't enough buzzwords to get you going let me give you some more. <laughs> Massive PVEPP. <laughs> A massive PVEPP. <laughs> All right, hold on, let me get trailer voice again for that. <clears throat> massive PVEVP in Storm Operations. Fight together in 45 player PVEVP storm operation against a group of dangerous rogue agents and an aggressive faction known as the Vultures, all while surviving a lethal virus. Prep the battlefield in PVE excursion operations. Complete PVE missions, gather gear, activate alerts, and prep the battlefield in excursion operations. Progress and adapt to survive. Play as one of six agents and select between three classes each match, all with their own perks and skills. <laughs> I slowly devolved to early 2000s action movie voice. Yeah, it's fine. It fits. My tortillas. <laughs> <laughs> Get in the chopper. Um, yeah. We'll I mean, see. Yeah, we'll see. I don't care until I see it. Yeah, I mean, I the division's like the one shred of... Hope. It's not. See, here's the thing, though. 
my hope is dashed. Yeah. Because here's uh, we've talked about this. Yeah, yeah. You got you got I got bamboozled. You got bamboozled by the whole uh, division. What the guy? What's the guy's name? Oh, the division one villain. Yes, Aaron Keener. Aaron Keener. I was. That's what. That's the angle I was thinking. Yes. That you got bamboozled by the Aaron Keener. Aaron Keener. Yes. Aaron Keener storyline. Yeah. Yeah. I got bamboozled. It's like, oh my god, they got something really good. Yeah. And then they went, ha ha. But what if we did? What if we don't talk about that for the entirety of Division Two, and then we just kind of throw them in at the end and kill them off unceremoniously? I. It's all. You know what it is. But they forgot about him. They didn't. No, no, no. Another teammate too. Yeah, because Ubisoft forgot about him. A legitimate another. No, they didn't forget. They all left. And there the was other, no forgetting. The they second just, team's like, that's not ours. Fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah. The second team, they went, what game are we making? They go, the Division 2. Okay, cool. Where are the assets? All right. Is there anything we need to carry over? No, that story's wrapped up. Okay. And then they made the game. And then every fan went, did you guys forget something? What are you talking about? The first game. Huh? That's done. That's why we have the second one. What first game? The the world you started building? And like the guy with the master plan that literally at the end of the game says, wait till you see what I have. Huh? There's a villain? <laughs> oh, man. I don't know anymore. Oh, well, you know what? Tomorrow we'll find out. What, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll have... I think, I think it's in the afternoon. I might, I might watch it. I would rather watch the Queen's funeral. I'm going to watch it. <laughs> Just to... That's somehow an insult to Ubisoft, by the way. <laughs> True. I don't know, like... Is the Queen's funeral tomorrow? I have no idea. Okay. You think I actually know? No, I, I, I don't I'm know. I'm going to play Narco and just vibe. Narco? Narco is the Edwin Diaz intro song. Oh. Uh, which there's been a TikTok of that. The Buckingham Palace guards outside, like, playing music outside of Buckingham Palace for that. And it's dubbed with the Narco trumpet part. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. I got you. I got you. You're gonna be playing Dragonflight. Don't lie. Um, hey, wait. Hey, I'm gonna play playing Football Manager. That's not out for a while. Oh, you, you're you're okay. My you, bad. My blunder. But you're not wrong. The um, new one isn't out for a while. <laughs> Where was I going with this? I'm gonna watch it, and it, I will get we get a little barometer reading on the state of Ubisoft. I have a I have a bad feeling you're gonna watch it and then just like live text me the entire thing and be like, you got to check this out. I'm just gonna be like, stop telling me. <laughs> I I, it, what know. it'll be will be like I will send they'll show gameplay of something of something terrible that like, looks awful at... and I'm just gonna take a little like three second clip of it and just be like it'll immediately go. be that and I'll be like great my Saturday is ruined <laughs> uh, my disappointment is immeasurable and my day is ruined alright let's talk about something that actually has somewhat of potential <laughs> number 15 Xbox Game Studios had Matt Booty Talked about several interesting topics during PAX West, which was this week that I totally didn't realize. Yeah, it was. Uh, starting with two big franchise reboots, Perfect Dark and Fable. Boner. Uh, when asked how the new Perfect Dark game was being handled, he said, quote, very carefully. 
wish it was just the only thing he ended it with. Yeah. Oh, uh, dad jokes. These things. <laughs> he said, "Quote very carefully. These things don't age well, right? Uh, what's a super co- What's super cool about Perfect Dark and Joanna Dark?" It's the super agent fantasy, the born identity James Bond kind of thing. That's a cool meme. It's something people want to lean into. But again, we've got to make sure that that comes forward in the right way, end quote. The Xbox Game Studios chief then revealed he'd like to show some cool stuff from the Fable reboot, though Playground Games is still keeping the project under wraps for the time being. Quote, part of my job is giving air cover to the team. They don't want to to show stuff early before it's ready to go. But if there's one game where there's kind of where that's kind of flipped around, where every time I see something, I say we should show this. It's Fable because there's a lot of cool stuff. The team has made it very clear that I'm not going to be able to show it until it's ready. But what I'll say is that the craft and dedication Playground brought to Forza Horizon, every bit of that is going to be applied to Fable. They get it. Let's be honest. Giving Fable to a racing team could be a bit of a head scratcher. But they have proven that they get it, and I'm excited for when the time comes to show more. End quote. I do acknowledge that they're like, well, we gave an action RPG to a racing team. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's cool to hear that, though. I mean, obviously, like, they're going to say nice things about all their games and teams. But, like, um, well, Fable's one of those ones that I've been, like, waiting for and hoping for for a long time. Well, they've only so. canceled the last, like, three, and then... Yeah, <laughs> and then we delayed it into infinity. Yeah. yeah, this one's been like you know terrible rumors and like long time coming. So uh, number sixteen is Disney. I'm not going to click this link by the way. I do you want me to do this one? Then you can do all the short sure. stuff. It works for me. All right, Disney and Marvel had a game showcase at uh, Disney's D23, and this is what they showed. They showed uh, Skydance New Media's new game, which is uh, Amy Henning's studio. And it's going to be a Captain America and Black Panther story set in World War II. So, yeah, that's the thing. Uh, Marvel Midnight Suns got a release date. And there's a Switch version uh, to be an, uh, 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 the dates to be determined, I think, on that one. December 2nd. By the way, it's really same. Tron Identity was announced, a new visual novel adventure from uh, the Thomas Was Alone's Bithel Games. Um, a detective program tasked with solving the mystery of an unprecedented crime, whatever that means. There's a new co-op Mickey Mouse in Friends game, Illusion Island, exclusively for the Switch. Marvel World of Heroes, a new Marvel AR game, was announced. It's going to be made by Niantic. Added to their list that they eventually cancel. Bingo. Everything they've made except for Pokemon Welcome to the Congo. I don't want to leave the Congo. No, 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 no. Avatar Frontiers of Pandora got a quick gameplay overview, but you cannot find the video anywhere. So suck it. Marvel Snap is a free-to-play collectible card game that got a global release date of October 18th. Return to Monkey Island got a new trailer. We're going back. September 19th, I think, is when it's coming out. See you next week. Aliens Dark Descent got a gameplay trailer. Gargoyles Remastered, uh, which is a 90s platformer, is coming to modern consoles. 
and PC. Sega Genesis game. Disney Dreamlight Valley is uh, adding a Toy Story realm later this year. Um, the MMORPG shooter Avatar Reckoning got a first look trailer. Uh, Star Wars The Skywalker Saga, the Lego game, is getting a new Galactic Edition and new characters. Disney Speedstorm showed new racers. Disney Mirror Versus Halloween Season uh, was shown, I guess. Marvel Strike Force is adding Red Hulk. There you go. That's everything. Perfect. So here's for the uh, the questionable things we didn't write all paragraphs on. Number one, Fortiche Production announced that Arcane, which is based on Riot Games' League of Legends title, won an Emmy for Outstanding Animated Program. As reported by Eurogamer, it is the first streaming animated series to win in the category. Fantastic. Number two, USC Games. No, you can skip this one. It's dumb. And it's long. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm saying. It's it's like, it's... A game that announced that Sony Interactive has donated $3 million to its Gerald A. Lawson Endowment Fund, the endowment which was established in partnership with Take-Two launch in 2021 and aims to increase the representation of black and indigenous people in the games and tech industries. All right, new rule. When there's a there's one that's semi-long like this, you got to read it really fast. Oh, I have like two more like that? Shit. I don't think so. That Three one's... More? I think those... I think the rest you just of them don't tell, You just tell me next one so I know if it's going to happen. It won't be any of these. We'll do it. We'll just be a thing going forward if there's one that's like three sentences. Oh, my God. I have to something. read it like the end of an ad? Yeah. Uh, number three, Meta has disbanded a team of experts it formed several years ago to help mitigate the negative impacts of its products. Because, fuck them. <laughs> number four, <laughs> based on some leaks in a recent tweet from Overwatch's commercial lead, it looks like Overwatch 2's new heroes are gated behind to battle pass progression. Number five, Stalker 2 has been delayed into an unspecified time in 2023. Xbox has refunded pre-orders. Number six, Atlas Fallen has been delayed to spring 23. Number seven, Football Manager 23 will be released on November 8th. Woohoo! Number eight, a PC version of Returnal has been seemingly confirmed by a housemarked tech presentation. And Sony comes ever closer to the PC world. Number nine, Halo Infinite split screen co op is possible via a menu glitch on Xbox Series consoles. The best part is that the campaign is fully playable with no crashes, including cutscenes and no AI issues. The fuck you doing, 343? Number 10. Some screenshots from a Silent Hill 2 remake seem to have made their way online. Take them with a grain of salt, though, because you can do just about anything these days with Unreal. Number 11. Stated Decay 3 is being made with Unreal Engine 5, and assistance from Gears of War dev The Coalition. Number 12, Amazon's Lord of the Rings MMO was canceled because Middle-Earth Enterprises revoked Yu's license after they were bought by Tencent. And if you told me I should be shocked, haha, not even close. Number 13, Deviation Games has announced that one of its founders, Jason Blundell, has departed from the company. Deviation Games was established in 2020, and last year the company announced that it's working on a new PlayStation IP. Number 14, Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection is coming to PC on October 19th. And once again, Sony strays ever further from the light. They just like that they get the, that easy PC money. Weird, huh? It's almost like if you go to a Microsoft product, you make more money. Wow. That would get you thrown out of the boardroom window. For oh, I'd get yeeted. <laughs> Let's be fair. Sony would have assassinated me years ago. Yeah. 
I would have mysteriously been let go from the company and my body not found somewhere between here and Japan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because that's how I imagine they do things. <laughs> uh. And to bring great honor, my body goes missing and it's not murdered. <laughs> Damn. Anyway, it's been seven days. What you been up to? Nothing good. I'll tell you that. Um, not a really just, you know, watching things as I do Lord of the Rings, um, anime here and there. That's about it. Don't really got much exciting to say. What have what you been up to? Uh, what the kids call not much. Yep. Little World of Warcraft, little football manager, mm-hmm. little gunfire reborn. Oh, wow. Throwback. Uh, throwback only because uh, some other people started playing it. Game Pass. And I was like, I have it for, you know, I had it for PC and it was all of, what, two gigs to download again. So I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I was playing that with some people, uh, but I've only played it with them. I haven't, like, you know, loaded in solo or anything because I'm not crazy. Then yeah. we, we did. We played quite a bit. We didn't. We played solo though. I think right. No, we played together. Did so. we play together? Yeah. We did. We did both. Interesting. Yeah, I mean that's really it. Not too much otherwise. Uh, figured out that when it's summer, I tend to not listen to audiobooks because I still have that end of The Witcher to get through. Mm-hmm. But as we moved more towards fall, and I yeah. don't have my windows down jamming. That'll be when that gets kicked back in. Yeah, I've been listening to uh, Embracing Defeat by John Dower, mm. which is about uh, post-World War II Japan, immediately after World War II. Uh, yes, the Depression book. Yes, this, this is the Depression book. Yes. And uh, the U.S.'s <laughs> occupation of Japan. Book full of depression. Yeah, it's pretty fucking bad. I'm kind of like... It's taken me a long time to get through because I I'm taking like like multiple days off from reading it because I'm just like I don't want to listen to how miserable people's lives are. Yeah, <laughs> to be honest with you, like it's like oh yeah, this these uh, primary sources could uh, fuck off for a bit. Cause... Yeah, yeah, that's it for me though. Yeah, I mean that's really it for me. And well, I guess we'll see you in seven days then. More Ubisoft talk. <laughs> Can't wait. Can't wait. Until then, bye bye. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.